Fiona. Hi, Andrea. How are you both doing today? Hi, Shannon. Lovely to be here today. Yeah. Hello, both. Great to be here with you. Oh, it's so nice to see you both. And an early happy International Women's Day, which is coming up in a few days. Mm -hmm. um, we're very excited to have both of you here for an On Think Tanks talk, um, because for International Women's Day, of course, we celebrate the social, economic, cultural, and political contribution that women around the globe are making every day. And it's also about a call to accelerating gender equality. Um, this year, 2022, the theme is Break the Bias. So thinking about how we build a world that's inclusive, diverse, and equitable. And we can't think of a better way to engage in that conversation than speaking with two women who are leading change in the global south. So welcome to both of you. So here we have Dr. Fiona Muyes, who is the acting CEO and director of programs with the Mwazo Institute in Kenya. And it is an organization supporting African women in science, as well as thought leaders in the region, while also making sure that policymakers and the public are engaging with their work. And Fiona is going to talk to us today about the initiatives they're taking to get more women represented in science and in research, as well as build their potential to become leaders. And we also have Andrea Ordinez, who's the director of Southern Voice. Uh, it's a network of 59 think tanks in Africa, Latin America, and the Caribbean and Asia. And they're working to leverage Southern evidence and analysis to promote fair global development debates. So Andrea is with us to share insights on women's representation in platforms like Southern Voice, the one she leads, as well as hopefully share some experience from her previous role as research director of an Ecuadorian think tank, Grupo Ferro. So thanks to both of you for joining us and let's get started. We'll keep this quite informal and conversational. So jump in anytime. Um, but the first question I have is for you, Andrea. So can you tell us whether or not you think research organizations like think tanks need more women leaders? Thank you, Shannon. It's great to, to have this conversation and, and um, the framing that you did of International Women's Day. I think it's, uh, it nails where we should be going. And um, to get us started, I, of course, I'm a believer that we need more female leadership in, in think tanks. Um, as you mentioned, um, I work in a, with a network of think tanks and I did a quick stats yesterday in preparation. And uh, we have around 30% of our almost 60 think tanks are led by women, like their executive directors are, are women. Um, it would be nice to also see the board composition, but I didn't have the data um, to do that. Um, but I think, uh, you know, this is still a low number. I would like to see many more women in leadership. And I think um, this is for two reasons. One is that um, women are bringing in issues that have been overlooked in the past. And I think that's the first thing, like it's, it's really about uh, improving the work of think tanks, right? So uh, for example, um, in general, there are many issues, but um, we have, for example, a group of experts working on the care economy in light of COVID-19. And this is something that women do, like, let's be realistic. We don't have any men doing this. 
kids. And it's because it's something that touches um, a lot of the lives um, of women. And we, we hope that this touches on many, on many others. And we think that it's relevant not only for women, but since it touches uh, very close um, to the lives of women, it's, it's them who, who take the lead on this issue. So I think that's the first thing that we really improve the content of our work because we, uh, women can bring these, these different expertise. Um, and the other thing uh, is more on the processes. And I think that uh, women leadership um, bring a lot of interesting um, characteristics to the way organizations work. Um, and uh, I like this popular belief that there's a lot of fighting around women and that there's this, this feisty things of uh, like uh, leaders and so on. I have not experienced that at all. My experience has been that working with other female leaders is great. I have um, a great team of almost all women in the Southern Vice Secretariat, and I work with a lot of um, researchers and executive directors and so on who are women. And um, it's 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 a it's a great experience. There's a lot of um, ambition for collaboration. Um, there's generosity in them sharing sharing uh, capacities and goals and so on. There's this interest in generating trust. Uh, and generating these networks of, um, of flexibility. So I think um, those are, of course, um, uh, things that can not only be uh, assumed that women bring in the table, but by women coming into these leadership positions, they uh, change these perspectives, right? They, they have some flexibility to bring these other perspectives and enable also men to uh, explore these other um, characteristics of of leadership. So I think um, I would say that there are there are those these two two sides of the coin of uh, of why women are really important in in leadership positions. And um, just to finalize, I think that um, bringing the experience of being, like you said, a, a research director and now being in charge of an organization. Um, it's it's different, and I think it's not enough to say that you have uh, women in uh, in the, the the middle ranks, you know, or or second in in the organizational organigram. Uh, it does make a difference. There's a lot more expectation on the executive um, function to set the course for an organization, and so I think um, uh, that's why you need more leadership at the top as well. And um, uh, I think we're going to see more of that and more women saying, no, we need organizations that are led by women and uh, we'll probably see a growth on that. Um, and I don't know, Fiona, what do you think if you see that same thing in, in Kenya and with your partners? Yeah, I, I think I, I would rather comment more on what you were saying around um the importance of having women in leadership and what that means like the qualities that women bring to these positions you know completely going against the the kind of stereotype that women are fighting amongst each other or something like that like that is not the case um i think this 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 kind of change with having more women in these positions i completely agree with you it just brings this this other kind of dimension of empathy and a leadership that is exactly building this trust and by building that trust you're able to build collaborations better share resources better have team members who are working in spaces that they feel safe in 
And so the result is really high quality work. You know, the productivity is really high and people are happy and people feel looked after and cared for, cared for and listened to as well. So I completely agree with you completely. I, I, I mean, commenting on what, what's going on in Kenya, Mawazo, I think is a really, a really outlier. <laughs> you know, we are almost all women um, in, in the organization. And I think it goes to show through our work that we do, there is this sense of people's creativity, people's voices coming to light, um, and which allows for us to do awesome kind of pushing the boundaries kind of work. So, um, but I'll, I'll touch on that uh, that after. But yeah, thank you for your points. I think I completely agree. And it's great to see that this is a global, you know, everyone's thinking along these lines, which is really exciting. Mm, thanks to both of you. Really interesting to hear about, uh, of course, Andrea, as you mentioned in the beginning, some thematics like work on the care economy just seem mm -hmm. like an ideal fit for women to be engaged in. But beyond that, we need to be thinking about those characteristics that, that women bring that, help build strong organizations. So you both spoke about trust and collaboration and empathy. And I really like this idea that um, people kind of have it wrong when they think about how women lead and there are perceptions that can be pretty harmful, I think, when it comes to, to thinking about how we promote leadership and what some of the barriers are. So Fiona, let's move on to that topic. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the barriers to women's leadership that you see in your work with Mawazo. So thinking here about structural barriers, root causes, as well as just, just the daily barriers that, that make it challenging to be doing the work you're doing to promote mm -hmm. women leaders. And you can feel free to tell us a little bit more about, um, you started to talk about some of the work Mawazo is doing. So it'd be great to hear more about that. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the issues that are faced by, by women researchers, women thought leaders in the region, I don't think differ so much uh, to other, you know, other fields. Um, there are certain things that do stand out more, however. Um, in terms of really root causes for why there's so few women in these, these positions, I mean, sexism, <laughs> you know, we can start there. And, you know, this, this notion that women in leadership positions still have to be the ones who bring the coffee or take the notes or, you know, th that kind of thing, that still happens. Um, particularly, I think in the African context, there's still a lot of, you um, cultural things that come into play, you know, that the, the men, the man's voice is the final voice and, and things like that. So those things are still very prevalent. Um, and this puts extra pressure on particularly African women. And because of the fact you're expected to still get a really good job, because that's now the society, you know, you have to get a good job, get a good education. But once you make it in those spaces, don't be too good because, you know, then you're stepping on the man's toes or you're getting a job that's higher paid than your husband. That is not acceptable. So it's like you're having to do this crazy balance, balancing act. Um, in the context of really the researchers, I think a lot of the beneficiaries that we've spoken to, they, they, they face so many issues with everything from, you know, uh, never taken seriously. Your ideas are not as great as any of your, your male counterparts. Um, there's definitely, you know, stereotyping that's attached to that, that, um, yeah, exactly. Your ideas are not as great as this man's ideas. Um, however, there's a lot of structural stuff that, that really, really affects them. And this includes things like access to funding. A lot of, a lot of our beneficiaries, particularly, you know, who are still coming up to leadership positions are having to self-fund. Um, and so, if, if for, for some reason they can't, they kind of fall through, you know, fall through the gaps, the leaky pipeline kind of thing. And so they don't end up in those positions of leadership. Um, 
they of course have family responsibilities, uh, taking time out to to go on maternity leave, um, and you know, in, once they get married, having that responsibilities of running a household means they end up putting their research on the back burner, meaning they don't end up being able to push forward and be leaders in in, in their respective fields. Um, the other thing that I really think has been quite quite damaging to the to to particularly female researchers and, and thought leaders is the lack of support. And by that, I mean the lack of mentorship, lack of networks. So a lot of these, a lot of, particularly as you climb the ladders, you're trying to get into these, these really positions of, of, of decision-making. A lot of these decisions are made by these kind of, you know, old boys clubs, you know, they, they meet after, you know, after work, they, they go to conferences together, they talk and make decisions that are completely excluding women because they're not even invited. Excuse me. Invited to these these kind of events or, or uh, social situations, so the network isn't there, so they can't even you know move forward because they don't have the right connections and things like that. Um, mentorship, having good good mentorship, particularly from other women leaders, I think that's something that's very much lacking um, in 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 particularly for for researchers. Um, with that, there's also the mobility thing. You know, in research, a lot of a lot of research and moving forward in leadership requires collaboration, and this is collaboration with other research institutions outside of the country, outside of the continent. And a lot of the women then either can't travel, maybe through because of financial constraints, but also because they have young babies or children at home, and they can't leave to go do a placement for you know, or or, or um, go do a secondment for three months elsewhere. It's just not possible, and so that limits them in the sense of increasing their networks, increasing their opportunities to, to really advance, uh, up, you know, to go up the ladder. Um, yes, yeah, so I'd say those ones are really the main ones that kind of stick out particularly for, for researchers and, and thought leaders in, in the region. Um, to, to kind of touch on what we're trying to do at Mawazo. And well, actually, before I do that, I wonder if there's anything in particular that, that Andrea has witnessed that kind of either supports or if, if there's something else that really stands out uh, when working with think tanks in particular? Well, I was thinking when you were talking about um, also, like just from a personal experience, think that um, these are the role models is really important. Like um, when when you take up a leadership, a leadership position, you have to deal with a structure that is not, you know, like welcoming, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the same time, you don't want to necessarily copy the, 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 the same strategies that were used before or that um, are characteristic for, for men. You may not necessarily feel comfortable with those strategies. Uh, but then who do you look up to and, and, and who, who can give you some guidance on, on how to approach these things? Um, so I think that's totally true. And with think tanks being an industry that is like, has been so heavily, you know, male, um, there are very few, few uh, female um, leaders to look up, up to. Uh, and uh, the ones that I've met, though, they're great, but they're not those many to, uh, to well, look up to. Right. And I guess with that comes change when we're talking about leadership style changes or what we consider the right leadership that 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 is changing now. And uh, it's difficult. Change is difficult. But um, hopefully if we come together, you know, as a community of, of women leaders, I think that will just help to support one another to to really change how things are done. Um, and yeah, so basically, Mawazo, that's what we're, we're trying to do. We're trying to kind of use a two way approach to increasing the chances and also 
improving the quality of leadership, of women leadership uh, for, the, for, for the next generation. Um, the first approach is really on the individual level where we really try to support African women researchers and thought leaders to, to become whole researchers, you know, beyond just their, their actual research. It's really, you know, giving them the ability and the tools to do things like, you know, budgeting and financial management, doing writing really well, doing public engagement, doing policy engagement. Um, and further, you know, having the knowledge to understand things like ethics in research, um, the importance of including a gender lens uh, to your research, the importance of understanding internet and data security, those kind of things. So we're really trying to build women who have a, a, the knowledge to really create the next generation of, of thought leaders where they are sensitized to these things that are current, not only good at their research, but all these other additional things that would, would help them to really change, uh, change the, the future ecosystem and equip them to be really leaders. Um, that, that includes mentorship. So making sure that they have decent mentorship to really support them. This is mentorship both for their research careers, their career, their, uh, their research themselves, so the technical part of their research, the career part of their, their research, um, but also personal support and, and, and kind of, you know, providing that support of saying, okay, you're doing fine. If you need to take, out, take time out for medical reasons, because there's things going on in your family, Tell, letting them know that that's okay to do that, you know, and that they'll have the support should they want to come in. Um, we also provide financial support. This has been a big one. This has been really a big one. A lot of a lot of researchers here are really self-funding, and when it comes to deciding between childcare and your research, I mean, you know, it's it's these things just end up falling on the back burner. So we really try to provide this extra financial support to the individual as well. On the other hand, we're really trying to also really change the entire ecosystem in whatever way we can have some kind of impact to change this world that these women have to then work in. So, you know, we're trying to do a lot of public engagement, science communication, policy engagement ourselves to try and really change change where, where these women are working and, and, and functioning. And so we want to change the perception of African women researchers. We want to emphasize the importance of their ideas and their voices um, to really just provide a safer space for them to, to really thrive in rather than, than just be resilient and survive. Um, so that's the kind of approach that we're, we've been, yeah, we've been using to, to try and change things. Yeah. And have some impact. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fiona, it's amazing to hear about all of the work you're doing. And um, I really heard the importance of mentorship come through there. And I know this is something that Malazo focuses quite a bit of its efforts mm -hmm. on. Um, you also spoke about culture and context, and I think those cultural norms that can be so challenging. And it, it is a reminder that we also need to be context specific in when we have these conversations, right? So it's great to hear you share examples from Kenya and the African continent. Andrea, if there's anything that comes up for you, given um, your experience in Latin America, that um, would be interesting as well to hear about some of the, the barriers that you see in that environment. Um, and I, you know, when you talk, Fiona, about this idea of a boys club and how that needs to evolve, I also hear just, just the structural challenges of, of the patriarchy and, and mm -hmm. how it makes it so difficult to do a lot of this work, yet you're forging through and um, really shaking it up. So that is exciting to hear about. Andrea, do you want to share anything from your work with Southern Voice or Grupo Faro or any more general thoughts on 
um, some of those structural barriers and then what your organization is doing to overcome them or what you've seen others doing that you think is exciting and inspiring? Well, I think um, part of the part of the work of, of Southern Voice is that we work across Africa, Asia, and Latin America. So we see um, diverse cultures and, and approaches to, to work and to, to leadership and, and so on. But there's a lot of, of commonality as we've seen now with a conversation um, with Fiona. And I think that um, our approach uh, is that uh, we, we try to be very intentional uh, with uh, generating space uh, spaces for for women, uh, we do a lot of um, enabling um, researchers from think tanks to participate in global debates, and we try as much as possible to uh, ensure that we that we are positioning uh, female researchers uh, in those spaces. And uh, it's it's I think it's important to 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 have that intentionality uh, very clear in. In, in, in the work that, that you do. Um, and then uh, I think that we, we also enable this networking that also Fiona has mentioned that it's really important of, of uh, creating these, these uh, uh, friendships really among female researchers. Um, and it's really nice to see that, you know, beyond the work that, uh, that can be done in Southern Voice, they, they start developing their own kind of like joint work and joint initiatives and so on. So I think, I think that's, um, that's, really, that's really important. And um, uh, I think that also what we, in, in this um, vision of, of being intentional, Think, and this is not only about gender in our case, but uh, also about this global South, global North divide, is that uh, we try to differentiate um, where we have competencies and capacities with experiences and opportunities. So a lot of times you may see a, a CV um, of a researcher, either within the network or uh, within, you know, for a position, let's say in Southern Voice, uh, and you think, well, this person hasn't, uh, you know, had this, uh, let's say, this global exposure, or they haven't been working on on this issue or on that issue, and many times that is not, uh, you know, because of a lack of capacity but because of a lack of opportunity. Yeah. So I think um, that's very important for us to, to, to try to differentiate uh, and, and try to identify um, you know, those individuals. And like I said, here it goes beyond gender because in the global South divide that happens uh, for men and women um, that uh, we believe have really important work to bring forward and that they're really doing really interesting work, but they just haven't had the opportunity yet to put it out there. And so we, yes. we, we try to be intentional about uh, finding, finding those profiles and giving them opportunities um, at the global level. Mm, wonderful. I think that's, that's a great quote to end on that it's not about lack of capacity, but lack of opportunity. And it's been wonderful to hear from both of you about the, the work you're doing to create those opportunities and build those capacities and how you are connecting up others who are also engaged in these efforts around the globe. So um, I think you know net, the idea of networking, the idea of, I like that word friendship, the way that these friendships are fostered and how 
individuals coming together um, is what really starts to create that change. And it's mm -hmm. been really inspiring to hear from both of you about the work that you're doing, um, both as, as individuals, as leaders, but also within the organizations that, that you're leading. So thank you for sharing all of that with us today. And it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I wish you both a very happy International Women's Day, and I hope we'll have the chance to connect again soon. Thank you so Great much, Shannon. Great to talk to you as well. Yeah, it was really lovely. Thank you. Thank you both of you. Take care. Bye -bye. Okay. Bye. -bye. Bye.